Hello, Tile friends. Welcome back. Hello, Facebook. Welcome back to another live recording of the Tile Money podcast. I thought I was live, but I wasn't. So I'm glad I saw that and didn't start talking and rapping the whole the whole time here. We've got a great subject today. We've got another great subject. I'm glad you're with me. I'm, I'm looking forward to your comments. As always, uh, if you're watching this in Facebook, uh, we're, we're, we're in a couple of the popular groups and we're also on the Tile Money page. We're also in YouTube. So if you're watching, uh, feel free to comment, make comments, and we'll share your comment like this. Uh, Anthony Moses said this is his favorite topic. And then this was actually Derek, I believe, said that all Tile jobs should be high profit jobs. That's right, Derek. Tile is a want, not a need. Tile is the BMW. It is so true. And that's why I continue to talk about profit with the Tile Money Podcast, because unfortunately, uh, every day in the groups, I see people saying things like, you know, uh, how do you rape your customers like that? Uh, How do you, you know, aren't you, don't you want to do good by people? All these kind of like little misconceptions that, you know, almost like it's it's a backwards mindset and and it's something I'm trying to... uh, I'm trying to change is my mindset. So it's something I continue to talk about. So uh, I am well. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, So I do have a guest today to talk about a couple jobs of his that were highly profitable, highly profitable jobs. And we're going to kind of analyze a couple of these jobs and, and talk about it and talk about what made them so profitable, talk about how to sell for profit, talk about how to really analyze how you're doing things, uh, making sure that, uh, you know, uh, you're not losing money. So many times we're, we're losing money. Here's a profit is not a dirty word. <laughs> All right. I do like this hat as well. Um, so check it out. Before we bring on the guest, I just want to take a quick minute to thank my sponsors of the Tile Money Podcast, the NTCA National Tile Contractors Association. They have been around for, for a good long time, since uh, the late 40s, and they're dedicated to assisting you, the tile contractor, grow your business. And that's why uh, I'm so happy that they're supportive of this podcast. Uh, I also want to thank Ladycrete International. Uh, Ladycrete invented Thinset. I mean, how cool is that? USA-based company, Family-owned, they're not a public-traded company. They're a private company. They make private family decisions for the business. Great company. So, without further ado, I'm going to bring my uh, bring my guest up here, um, and we'll see what he has to say. We're going to look at some of his photos for a couple jobs and analyze these. Zach Bonfilio, what's up? Good to have you, brother. Guy in the tile industry. How you doing? Good. Good to see you. You too, brother. So how's your Sunday? Um, yeah, it's just relaxing. I was, and, you know, vegging out and uh, I'm going to probably hit the pool after this. So let's wrap this up. Nice. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> All right. Well, so a lot of you know, Zach, uh, you know, Zach has a, a Facebook group and we are, I was attempting to go do like a, yeah, the Misfit Tylers. I was attempting to go uh, do a watch party in there for for your followers. I think it's happening. I don't know. It's I think on. I saw. Yeah, it's my phone uh, gave a notification, so it's probably on there. Right on, right on. So, so you are somebody who obviously uh, very outspoken about your beliefs. Uh, you have mm-hmm. your group, the Misfit Tylers. And yeah. you preach profit. You preach business tactics. Uh, I, I'm in your group. I've I've been in there for a while. I've you know, like most people, I've been kicked out, and I came back and <laughs> left, and all kinds of stuff. I don't know. I don't stuff. remember kicking you out. It must have been one of my other admins. It was. Uh, it was a long it time probably, ago, Zach. It, probably, it, it was probably me. I, I just I'm quick on that button. It's all good, brother. It's all good. 
um, the, the thing about it is, is it's your group. And, and I think what a lot of people fail to understand is, uh, just like my group, we have to run them the way, uh, we kind of want to see fit. Yeah. It's it's like, uh, it's like babysitting 4,000 adults. So yeah, sometimes you have to, that's it. I probably, I probably go a little, little more than most on the, on the button, but well, what's interesting about, about Zach, uh, friends is, uh, a lot of you may not know this. He's you're from Boston. Is that correct? Yes, sir. But you're currently living in Texas, one of the most hated states, probably other than Florida for tile prices, low, low prices over there in Texas, uh, right? I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware. But you found a way to, to, to make a profit, to turn a profit and do highly profitable jobs. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, I'd say that's fair. I mean, I, uh, I say it all the time, you know, you can put me anywhere and I'm going to find the money. It's just all who your clientele is. So yeah, yeah. And I, first thing I heard when I was moving to Texas was, you're not going to make any money there. And I was like, yeah, right. But it uh it hasn't been awful so i think i've uh i think i figured it out you've been there what three or four years uh yeah i got here in october of 2017 so coming up on three years yeah, yeah. I, work, I worked for uh i worked for aaron at um jnr for about eight months and then i just went right back to doing my own thing and it's um it's been a journey but you know i, I uh i'm right now just still still building you're always got to be you always got to be building your portfolio so that's what my focus is on down here is uh is focusing on getting my customers to let me have creative creative freedom so that i can turn ahead on any type of social media platform and other people see me and then so the name goes out yeah, for sure. For sure. And here we have a uh, Derek Crow. He says, because of your personal advice, he's been able to double his, his prices, what he charges here in Florida, which is the beautiful state that I am in also. Yeah. That's also a, a pretty hard state. I've worked in both states actually. Yeah. I did, yeah. I did tile work in Florida and it was not easy. Oh, is that right? That. So you moved around yeah. a little bit like me, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a nomad. I stay until, uh, I stay until it's, it's not, it doesn't make sense to stay somewhere. And then I just pack up and leave. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I do like Texas, though. I want to stay. I'm not, I, don't, I don't have any plans to move. Yeah, yeah. Jenkins well, let me pull up these photos here. Sure. And the first job we're going to look at here is like a, like a white and blue bathroom. Do you, do you remember this job? Uh, yes, remember it vividly. And we'll just scroll through some of the, the photos real quick. So obviously we're looking at, whoops, we're looking at a shower. But it was mm -hmm. it was more than a shower, right? Did you did you do yeah, that? Whole was a, that was a full custom bath remodel. It was basically we left a little bit of drywall up, but other than that, it was essentially gutted. And then this yeah, we, is this a porcelain countertop that you? That's a that's a Decton uh, Cosin, uh, by Cosentino uh, Opera slab that I actually cut the sink out of and integrated it in using uh, inch and a quarter foam. Um, so that was we try, I tried to vein match it, but you can only vein match so much when you're putting a three-dimensional object into something. So I think, right. um, I think it ended up coming out as good as it was gonna, but, uh, that's a one, -off, that's a one-off. Nobody else has, um, done it that way. I don't think mm. I'm sure that people have done it plenty of times with yeah. granite or porcelain, but four millimeter decked and it's, uh, it was, it was a challenge. It's like working with glass. So let's talk about this real quick. Cause this is something that I've seen, you know, like you're saying, not a lot of, but it's, it's definitely picking up. I mean, making, mm -hmm. making something like this, how do you sell that to your client? I mean, did they request this from you or did you bring the idea to them? No, I, I most of the time bring the idea to my customers. So, um, when I go into a project, um, this particular job, so this was a custom design by me, by yours truly. She gave me a hundred percent creative freedom on the whole thing. The only thing she picked wow. out 
was essentially color schemes. Uh, so she would tell me like, I like grays. I like blues. I like this. Um, we wow. got that, that blue, uh, tile is from, uh, San Pedro Creek in San Antonio. So I'm, essentially we got that, um, tile that concrete tile and i sort of designed the whole bathroom around that mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's so wild it's blue mm-hmm. i mean what else are you gonna do so you gotta go with a white or a gray or else nothing's gonna match with that yeah added in the wood tones and stuff uh burnt uh, a lot of that wood around the mirrors and on the accent wall and then put a little teak shelf in the niche so how does how does that work i mean how do you get a client that says Go so, like go with it. <laughs> go yeah. Go so for she, it. she found me. She found me on Instagram, and she saw some of the cool scribe work that I did uh, on nice. some other projects. And once again, it's like that's that's what I do with my customers. Is I'm like like they, I'm trying to get them to see me for what I do as opposed to what they want me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a uh, social media um, using using the power of social media. My Instagram. She messaged me and she said, "I love your work. Please come over." We started talking for about 20 minutes and I always just drop this. This is a good, this is a good way to sacrifice without losing money. You know, like I'm not doing this stuff for what I could charge sometimes, if that makes sense. Like right. this, uh, this bathroom, I could have, I charged about 26,000 for this whole bathroom and that was labor. And then the material was whatever it was. Um, but it took about, uh, it took about three months to complete, but it was really only about a month's worth of work. We had a lot of uh, delays and stuff. About 20 days of work time. Yeah. So let's call it 30 days of, let's call it 30 days of work. Um, you know, 26,000 do the math, just divide. And, uh, that's not, that's not crazy money, but it's not bad money. And, um, the reason I did it for that price point was because, so yes, who wants to be on the show. Uh, the reason I did it for that price point was because I I see the value in doing something this, uh, this way where somebody else is going to look at it and just sort of trading up, uh, and sort of just, you know, the upgrade and trade model, um, where I'm actually just trading my portfolio for a project that I want to do. And then eventually if every job starts coming out like this, where they're like, I don't just blank check. That's what the end goal is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, hundred bucks an hour, uh, for somebody who's relatively new in Texas and, and yeah. you know, kind of, you know, building up your name and reputation. I mean, a hundred bucks an hour. I mean, I think, I think a lot of guys would, would say that's a good, a good spot to be in nonetheless. Yeah. Um, but sure. also the fact that, you know, like you're saying, you, you believe you could have got even some more profit out of this, which I believe you could have. I mean, this is a gorgeous oh, yeah. remodel bathroom, uh, right out to a pool. You can see this home, like, you know, this is a money home. They're not mm-hmm. really, you know, worried about an extra, you know, five or 10, 15 grand, as long as they would, you know, get the end results. And I, I believe in the future, you're going to be selling these bathrooms at 40 and $50,000. Yeah. And that's actually a good point to bring up because I do, I do ask what the budget is. Um, and it's not, I don't, I don't believe them when they tell me, but I right. do ask, right. you know, like, I just said, cause if you ask somebody what their budget is, they're going to, they're going to go on the low end. But, um, I asked her how much she's willing to spend and she said that she was like, well, I want to do the bathroom in the kitchen and I only got about 40 grand for both of them. So I was like, okay, so let's do the bathroom for 25. And then the kitchen is a lot simpler. And uh, I tried to make it work for that price. Ended up putting a few change orders in. Um, and I think it kicked up, kicked up closer to 30. But that is, in my opinion, that's a $50,000 bathroom. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, the whole remodel, it's, it's worth every penny of 50. But, um, I mean, for your, for your circumstances and, and, you know, getting it done yeah. and, 
and the amount of time you got done. I mean, you made good, profitable money, no doubt about it. Um, exactly. And, and that's what, that's what it is. It's just, can you, can you do the, not rush through the job, but can you use your time management well enough to keep it over a hundred bucks an hour for every job? And if you do that consistently, then who cares what the cost of the bathroom is, you know, it's what the cost of what you're putting in the pocket. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair, that's also a good point. Like, you know, we talk a lot about what things cost and a lot of, you know, the old school method was by the square footage and everything. And you can make some killer money sometimes doing that, like banging out a lot of square footage. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be doing what Zach is doing, which is home remodeling work, really uh, covering a variety of trades, maybe scheduling, you know, some other trades and, and whatnot. Um, what you want to do is make sure that uh, your time, your prices, the way the way most businesses come up with a price is based on a simple formula. And that simple formula is, okay, how much is my overhead? How much, you know, do I want per hour? And then, and then how much profit do I want to put in the bank? And then how much taxes? And you add all this stuff up and you're like, well, then this is, this is my, my hour. You, you get it down to the hour, this, you know, preferably, mm-hmm. this is my hourly rate. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to estimate this many hours for a job like this. And that's how you don't lose your ass on jobs is, is, uh, you know, that way, I mean, some people say, well, well, showers don't pay or floors don't pay, or this doesn't pay. It's like, I don't care what I'm doing. My time is worth what it is, (laughs) you know? So, and then other jobs. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that's exactly what I do. Um, and people have asked me this question a lot is they go, how do you bid a job by the square foot? And I go, no, why would I bid it by the square foot? Because you just said floors don't make money. How am I going to make, uh, if I have a $10 or $12 an hour floor and it's only 40 square feet, how can you turn that into thousands of dollars? You can't. So what I do is I just say, all right, this job's going to take uh, 30 days and I multiply it by 750 and add 20% mm-hmm. uh, for, for overhead and profit. That's, that's the simplest way you can possibly do it. Right. When, when I'm giving out my uh, work to other sub, when I'm a subcontractor or somebody else, like uh, I'm actually doing a lot of that work now, uh, they have a price sheet with my, with my square footages on it. Uh, but it all really does even out to, I want to make over a hundred dollars an hour, no matter what, yeah. or around, around a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. And you work by yourself. Now I am. I, I've, I've sort of learned that I sometimes need a helper, but not enough where I can actually just keep someone around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, I, I spend months training people and it's custom work and I have to train them a lot. And it just takes so much. A lot of people aren't built for it. So now I've sort of I've sort of gone back down to the business model of just hire a broom pusher when you need them, and then do everything else yourself. And it's it's more of the uh, I just don't have the time to train people aspect as opposed to yeah. the uh, the necessarily need for help. Yeah, yeah. I imagine too um, working with Zach uh, Bonafilio <laughs> is like you know not not necessary. It's, it's not, it's not the same as you'd think. I'm actually, uh, I think I'm, I've been, I've been given some compliments that I'm pretty easy to work for, but, uh, I have a that little doesn't... bit of a, um, I have a, I have a personality on, on the internet and I have a real personality and people yeah. don't seem to get that. <laughs> no, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. That doesn't surprise me actually. Yeah. So let's switch gears here. Here we've got a mural of like a, of a tree of life or whatever, um, type, mm-hmm. type situation. Well, I think you actually showed both. That's the larger one. That this, one was, uh, okay. 70, 78 by 40 with a two inch chair rail. It's mm-hmm. all travertine, uh, custom tree of life, uh, printout. I think okay. that they, they got somewhere. And then there was the smaller one, right? Right here. Yeah. That one. Yes. Oh, one. And that one. Yeah, that one came with the chair roll after that other photo, but uh, it was same exact, same exact thing, just scaled down. 
Yeah. I think that one was uh, 39 by 29. Yeah, 39 by 29. So what I did, so speaking of what we were just talking about, when, when I'm a subcontractor for somebody else, I give them the price of what I, uh, what I would want for something like along those lines. And I think my mosaic price uh, is usually around between 35 and 45 a foot. So it's such a small piece, but when you're charging 35 a foot, you know, that takes one hour and you do the math on, you know, 10 square feet and then you do the chair rail, then you add the sealer and the grout, you take one hour and you made instead of a hundred dollars an hour, $500 an hour. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the smaller the job, obviously the more you want to, I mean, if you're going to be going out there, setting up that scaffolding, I mean, you, you have yeah. to take all that into consideration. So what was the price, the selling price point on these two? I have no idea because once again, I'm a sub and I don't want to, I don't oh, yeah, speak yeah, for yeah. anybody else. Sure, I think sure. they're actually in the group. So I don't want to, I don't even want to know if I, I know if I should be saying my price, but I'm yeah, sure no worries. fine. I'm giving a, I'm giving a general ballpark of what I would charge for that. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. With the square footage prices, so like 35 or 40 a square foot, you said. Yeah. Somewhere around there. And then, you know, it's um, really about finding people that are willing to pay what you're worth because I've, I've had plenty and I mean, plenty of people tell me I'm too expensive and, there's two ways to handle that where you can say, okay, I'm too expensive. I need to lower my prices. So you say I'm too expensive and know your worth and just wait for the person that will pay your price because somebody will pay it if you're good at what you do. You know, if you don't have the skill, then you're never going to get the money. So that's actually another point that I try to make on my, uh, on my page. It's like, you know, know your worth, but if your worth isn't <laughs> your worth, not all worth is the same, unfortunately. Oh, absolutely. I mean, be realistic if it's, if yeah. it's, if you're five years in the game, I mean, you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's, you're, you're going to be at a different price point. Anthony, thanks for joining us, brother. Uh, we're doing good. I want to let everybody know if you've got questions for either myself or Zach, let them, uh, let them know uh, in the mm -hmm. comments. Shannon says, hello. What a nice Hi, surprise. It's always good to see you too, Shannon. That's my favorite part. Right there. Oh, just a sweetheart. <laughs> Full of positivity. There's been uh, too much negativity in the Facebook groups lately. Zach, how do you handle negativity, especially <laughs> when it comes to somebody else's work? Um, we want to talk about prices. Like, that's why I started my group, because I, I just felt like prices, we just weren't talking about it enough. And when it did yeah. come up, everybody said, hey, this isn't this isn't the place for it. I don't know. You're over in Utah. I'm in Ohio. How am I going to, you know, so a lot of that kind of mindset. Also, what I see a lot of, Zach, I don't know if you see this, is, is what are you doing raping your customers? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I've seen it all, man. I've had this page for years and... Uh... It started off as a uh, as a kind of like a joke, just like sort of a place to. Basically, I, I made the group and for you know the intents of keeping this clean. I won't say it out loud, but it's DBAC. Don't be a and uh, it basically was just only first design, just to be able to get rid of that right there. That whole thing of the the bashing was driving me bananas. So I made my own group that was no bashing. And I'm the only one that's allowed to bash and I bully bullies on it. But then I started then I started to actually uh, do a couple of posts about little tips and tricks that I've picked up over the years because I'm I'm almost 20 years in this game. So uh, I think they're helpful and it would be all related to how you can make more money. And one of the tips and tricks is uh, that you just alluded to is people say something like oh, I'm in Utah or I'm in I'm like, well it, Geography has nothing to do with how much money you can make. You can stick me in a freaking in anywhere in the country, right? And I'm going to be within one hour of somebody that has a fucking oh sorry that has a bank account yeah. that is going to be able to cover what I want to make, and I can find those people and I can yeah. sell myself to those people. Yeah. So the the geography argument, I hate that argument, 
But as far as your question of how do you handle it, um, I just get rid of them. I, I literally just, I strike with an iron fist and I just tell them it's not welcome here. And there's this very simple thing that now that we have a broader audience and people are actually seeing me outside of my own group. I can say it here too. If you ever get out of line in any group and you want to get back in, follow the rules of the person that made the group and maybe go ahead and send a message with an apology instead of letting your ego get it, get a hold of you. Because right now, we don't care. We have 4,000 people to deal with or, or 2,000 yeah. or 1,000, even 50 is a lot. Yeah, so right. it's just even 50. And, and I have a testament to that. Like I said, in the beginning, I wasn't lying. I got kicked out of Zach's group uh, several years ago before I had a group, before anybody knew my name. And I, I was coming into the groups hard, right? I was coming in hard and I wanted to talk about business and I wanted, you know, to like, you know, talk like I knew what I was talking about when I don't always know what I'm talking about, even now, you know, but Zach said something. I said something about business and then we got into it a little bit. And then he, you know, let me know the, show me the door, um, which is, which is fine, which is great. That's, that's his right. Because I was coming in hot. I was coming in real hot. And I want to say that because there's a lot of, a lot of people on Facebook or the internet in general who just like got on today or tomorrow or yesterday, and they want to come in real hot and they want to like really post a lot and do all this stuff. Sometimes you just got to chill out, maybe observe what's happening, observe the dynamics. Yeah. I didn't even know it was your group, Zach. I, you know? A lot of people do. <laughs> a lot of people still don't. But I, I, to, to stop that, I just, I've made a very, I took my sweet time with the rules of the page and they're very simple and very easy to follow. Sure. And I took myself out of literally every other group. I actually just recently did this and I think I'm only here just because I knew I was going to do an interview with you. But I'm just such a big presence that I don't want to get into arguments and I don't want to break the rules out of other people's groups. Uh, Anthony, so the, that's a great question. Uh, and this is a topic that I bring up a lot in my group. Uh, the, re, the guy that changed my life in business on the business end, because I mean, I, was, I always had my skills and uh, not bragging, but I am bragging a little. But uh, the guy that changed my life in business is actually my cousin. He's not even in the tile community. And he said, I told him I was doing really well. And how many bids... He, Anthony's question is, out of 10 bids, how many do you get? And uh, he said, how many bids out of 10 are you getting? And I said, like, all of them or nine of them. And he's like, well, here's, your, here's the thing that you need to do. He's like, you need to be winning two out of 10. He's like, you need to be losing 80% of the jobs you bid. And if you're doing that, you are charging the right amount. If you are winning all of them, you are not charging enough. The 80% that you lose will be made up for the 20% that you gain. It's just a simple mathematical equation he gave me. I'm a simple person. It made sense to me. So I started raising my prices until I started losing eight out of 10 jobs. Wow. And when I do that, I, it's, he's 100% right. I could get one job that would, I could make enough money where I could sit on my couch for a month if I had to. Not like I want to, uh, but if I had to. As opposed to the people that are getting 10 out of 10 jobs, you're working yourself from the ground most of the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I mean, these guys that say it, and it's, it's not a knock against any commercial installer or any installer that wants to hustle. It's, it's a great quality, but they say like, I can get a thousand square feet done in, in like two days. I'm like, why would you want to? Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you, I wouldn't want to do that. I don't think I would ever want to try to attempt a thousand dollars. The CTI test is 20 square feet and it kicked my ass. <laughs> Took yeah. it three times. It's like, it's not, it's not about quant uh, quantity yeah. to me. Well, that 80, that 80, 20 rule. And, and someone else says uh, a couple of people are saying that works for them also. That's, uh, Pareto's principle, Pareto's principle, something like that. I actually have a podcast yeah. episode solely dedicated to this 80-20 rule. Essentially what he's talking about is 20% of your jobs 
are actually going to make up 80% of your income. And it, it, this simple rule, uh, math, like math follows us through life, you know, and, and you can't deny it. There's certain rules like this that um, essentially, you know, if you're selling 100 jobs, 20 of them are going to be uh, 80% of your profit. So, so you're yeah. really looking for those 20 jobs, you know, and then you, and then, and then you go even further and you go, you can keep reducing this down until every single job is highly profitable. And that's what Zach's talking about. I, for one, think this is the only business model for a small company, a one man show, a two man show, a three man show. The reason yeah. being friends is you're it. You are the company. If, yeah. if something happens to you and, and, and it happens to all of us, you stub your, you, you break your leg, you know, you break your hand, you get in a car accident, things are out of your control. Your company's done. Your company's in the water. So you've got mm -hmm. to have a higher profit percentage than the company who has 10 employees, 20 employees. Their profit percentage is lower because they're they're dealing in bulk numbers. They're dealing in, you know, 10% net profit on a million dollars. Well, you got a hundred grand in your in the bank at the end of the year. It's not a bad deal. It's a completely different business model. But if you're a one-man show doing 200 grand a year, you better make sure you're having 30, 40% net profit. That way you have 20, 30, 40 k in the bank every single year after you're paid after your taxes are paid after all your supplies it, it's just you know that's just the way it is i mean you're you're running a risk a high risk yeah and that's the other, i've been told by other companies like they're like well you're you're 10 times uh what my what i pay my best guy and i'll be like well your best guy has a truck he has health insurance <laughs> right. he has a company card he can go to home depot with your money and and get whatever he wants at any time he has paid vacation days he has um, personal time off, you know, like you don't really get that when you're, when you're literally running your own business, you know, like if my truck breaks down, I can't call the office and tell them to get me a new one. Mm. I am the office. Right, so, right. you know, it's like, if I call up, if, if I end to that point, if my truck breaks down on the way to a job, I'm the one that looks because I'm not at the job at the time that I told the person that I was going to be there. So I have to keep my equipment in tip top shape. So I'm protecting my reputation. That's it. That's it. Uh, we've got a great question here from a Facebook user. If you want to tell us your name, you can. Uh, when you increase your rates, how much at a time do you increase? Um, me personally, yeah. I, I just went. Uh, I just went up about uh, about ten percent until I hit that eighty twenty number. So if you're doing a backslash for, let's say, uh, a lot of people are doing backslashes for super cheap. My minimum backslash is a thousand bucks, and I don't care if it's ten square feet; it's just a thousand bucks. But uh, let's say you're doing a backsplash, uh, your standard 25 foot subway backsplash for like 600 bucks. Raise it by 10%, right? And bring it up to somewhere closer to 650 and then do your next one at that price. And then see how many jobs you get. And then raise it again, another 50 bucks. And then by the time you get to like 800, you're going to be like, damn it, I could have been doing this the whole time. Mm. This is crazy. Right. And you know, yeah. Another thing, another method would be, um, in my opinion, would be depending on how far out you're booked. So if you're far, That's if, if yeah. you have three months of work stacked up, you can do what our friend Kristen Blanchard, everybody's favorite rep from, <laughs> you can do what Kristen says to do and double your rates. And he, yeah. he challenged everybody in my group like a year ago to double your rates if you if you have a lot of work stacked up. Now don't go doing yeah. this if you're one week ahead of, you know, if you're one job after another. But if you have three months of work, even, even two months of work, stacked up, go ahead and double your rates or raise them something that you're like, I would never get this, right? I would yeah. never get this. I don't want this job. Raise them that, double it. Today, today, Sunday, the yeah. 
the 15th or whatever it is, the 16th, someone posted in tile money. I doubled my rates and I landed the job. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks tile money. That's what happens. So it kind of depends how much work you have, you know, how, how much work you want. If you don't want the job, a lot of people will just like throw out ridiculous numbers. I mean, Mm -hmm. you, it's a, it's a learning experience in my opinion. If you're, if you're getting a lot of calls, which a lot of people are right now, go ahead and, and throw some numbers out there and say, how high can I go? Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be double. You can just go with that 750 model. If you do, if, if you're not near that, uh, 800, a thousand dollar a day model, right. Just look at the job and say, how long is this job going to take? And let's say the job takes five days. Just give them a number of five grand and see what happens. You know, yeah. and like, and then if you get it, Make sure you do a $5,000 job. Make sure you do the highest quality work. You're going to realize you have so much more time on your hands to do it. Fourth day to do your grouting. So you, you got to make, you got to make a nickel on everything that you, you're using for the job. So your materials, everything. So put markup on it all. But as far as the materials, um, for instance, the, the panel job that I'm doing next week, the 12 mil porcelain is costing me um 1795 a square foot and i'm charging 36 or 34 dollars a square foot so i'm i'm making almost double 100% so i make it yeah i, I mean it's like a, maybe a 90% 87 to 90% market but it's it's one of those things i'm making money there i i think there's uh on the breakdown that i did it was um i was making close to 6 grand on that job and just materials um, so that, that almost pays for a panel, you know, a panel and a half, two panels, really. I mean, they're about 700 bucks a piece for these mm-hmm. ones. So, you know, it's, it, they're replaceable. Yeah. So, and you still make money if you're, if you're charging for everything, you know, I'm charging for a rental on that job. I'm charging, you know, every last thing. Yeah. So, and then Chris, Christopher says, what, how many, uh, what's your percentage of GPT jobs compared to regular tile jobs? Um, as of right now, I mean, that's all we've really been doing, um, in, in between doing other flooring work. Cause we, we still dabble with some other stuff outside of, outside of the tile world and uh, thin panel world. So, you know, we take a break every now and then, but I've, I've been steadily working on thin panel jobs now for about five months often on at least once a month. So it's, it's been really, really good. And it's starting, the market's starting to grow. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been pretty cool. So Chris appreciated that info. He's already got a trailer and a frame granite stuff. Um, so he's just asking you for a link for that panel handler after, after the thing. So we can, we can find that Chris for you for sure. Yeah. 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 So, so we'll I think, send it out I think this is Brian from San Diego. He's talking about like, you know, 5,000 square foot of flooring, 3,000 square foot of vertical walls and, and pricing that job. I mean, that would be a whole nother animal, Brian. You're right. Like, the price for that is obviously, you know, you're, you're making it up on volume. So, I mean, you know, you're talking about a two panel job versus a, you know, versus a, a hundred panel job. Like, so. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's one of those things. So, and, and we can talk a little bit about that because I got, I got a couple big jobs coming up and that's the one next month and we're laying two foot by four foot tiles. So it's, you know, it's still, still large enough. You can call it thin panel. It's not, but, um, it's it's definitely large tile. The next facility that we're doing for this company is going to be decked in and dull tile panoramic, and it's all thin gauge porcelain. And and that one, it's a by volume pricing. It's you can't you can't bid it like a residential job by 
you know, no means. And then even if that job that he's talking about is a residential job, you're still going to have to go in it with a volume pricing mentality. And because you're going to be there for, you know, a job like that, you'll be there for six months just with prep and setting yeah. and, and grout. So it's, it's one of those things and everything has to be spot on. So if, you know, if it's mud walls, if it's, you know, it's, there's just a lot that goes into that. So yeah. it would be a lot of thought process and yeah. And Brian's bit. been around forever. I mean, he's, he's obviously, you know, knows tile. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. a California contractor and, you know, um, so I, I, I mean, the, the thing about, you, you know, the thing, I, I think the point we're trying to make here is each job is different, but, um, and then the materials too, like, like you mentioned, is it thick? Is it thin? Um, so we're getting a lot of feedback here. Um, a lot of good info. Um, oh, oh, classes. All right. So let's move on. Let's move on to the, to the training, to the classes. So Chris, pretty much everybody, I know tech, um, I, I don't know where you're at in the country, but I know tech has been doing some classes, I think in the North Midwest area, um, or, or, or North Carolina, maybe I know, um, I know Artix does some classes. I, I know everybody's kind of topsy turvy right now with this COVID thing. So, Adam and Mike Shima actually just put on our, our, I guess it was Mike Shima put it on, but you were there kind of doing the demonstrations, right, Adam? Yeah, yeah. So it was one of those things, me and, me and Mike talked about it a, a couple months ago, and he was like, you know, I'm getting a shop. I, I'd want to start handling, you know, some trainings here. And I said, I said, let's do something thin panel. You know, if you can get some panels from local distributors, you know, donated to us, which that's a whole, you know, story in its own. Right. Um, but we, uh, we ended up getting some panels and doing some really good training, and we covered a lot of ground from from prep pricing, tools. Everybody was able to see my tools, and then uh, uh, Craig was there from uh, Gunlock uh, doing the monolith tools. Um, so we got we got to see everything, and and we even did mitering, and and you know we wrapped a corner with some some polished uh, Taj Mahal six mil. Um, so it's, it's really, it, it turned out great. And I think we had a great turnout. Um, there's a lot of reps there, but there's also a lot of installers there as well. So I think, I think a lot of guys learned, learned enough. And, um, there was one guy there out of, uh, I can't remember his name, Mark, I think it was, he was out of, uh, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri. And he's, he got his hands on everything from, from drilling, cutting, you know, and really got into it. And that's the, that's the type of confidence you need to go into it. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, tiptoe around this stuff. You want to learn to handle it. And at training, that's where you should, you want to make your mistakes in training. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, I urged everyone to touch it, to, to, to feel it and move it. You know, it was, it was one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love this idea of um, just tile guys, you know, getting together and doing some training on their own and, and inviting their reps, inviting their, you know, inviting whoever they know. We've got to lean on each other, um, especially right now. I mean, let's just, you know, um, you know, do what we feel comfortable doing uh, when some of these larger companies, you know, kind of have to uh, follow the status quo as far as you know, masks and, you know, virtual stuff. There's only so much yeah. you can do virtually. I did want to say, like, I know the NTCA has some virtual stuff. Um, I'm not sure if they have any thin panel virtual stuff going on right now. I know they had to cancel pretty much all their hands-on stuff. But there are some companies doing it, um, Chris. So I, I would check that out. And Joseph says, yeah, that was Brian. Yeah, Brian. Brian's, you know, uh, definitely a skilled mechanic, somebody who's been around and, He's, he's very helpful in the groups as far as, um, 
you know, sharing his knowledge for sure. All right. So this person brings up, you got a side hustle making mosaic tile art that is real dope. Is that true, Adam? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did a couple things. Um, we had some mosaics uh, done. I was working with Aaron on those and and we got some stuff done. It was pretty cool. So nice. Yeah. 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 Well, that again, partnerships, you know, partnership with people yeah. who, who can get stuff like that. What's going on with the veteran builds? I'm not sure. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, no, it does. You know, I, I try to, I try to donate my time to disabled veterans. Uh, I'm a veteran as, as myself. So, uh, did some time in the army nice. and, uh, did a couple tours to Iraq. So, you know, the, the, the guys that aren't getting the help that need the help, they just, they don't know how to get it. So I reach out to, to guys every now and then see what they need, even just locally. Um, so help whenever I can. That's so awesome, so, Adam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. Good thing there. Good for you. Guys, this is what I'm talking about. This is why I preach profitable businesses. This is why I preach, you know, really sustainable businesses. Cause somebody like Adam, yeah, he's charging a lot. He's making a lot. He can go around and turn around and us blue collar guys, we're some of the nicest people, guys and girls that you'll ever meet. We're going to add to the communities that we live and work in. We're going to give back to the veterans. We're going to give back to the kids. We're going to, we're going to donate time and money. You can't do that if you're living job to job. That's why we preach, keep your prices high, make sure you know your profit. I'm not talking about none of us are, I mean, there's going to be a percentage of people who are going to spend their money on, on hookers and, you know, blow. I can't, I can't, you know, whatever. I can't do anything about that, but I'm going to say 90% of us are going to go out there and do the right thing. We're going to give back to the communities. We're going to do the right thing. That's why I'm talking. I'm talking to the people who are going to do that, you know? And, and so let's, let's get into this uh, handling of this stuff right now. I wanted to show, share this video because we'll see kind of how critical this, how, how slow they're moving and stuff like that. Yeah. So this is the panel handler and this is the, you know, it makes it really rigid. Um, and what it is, is it was some aluminum framing water jetted out. Um, Eric at Estonia, he also owns fillet chip. He, um, he designed this and it's, it's nothing but box aluminum, some grabos and, and, you know, his, his cutout of this material and it makes it super rigid. And now you can see that Steven in the back, he has a, a vacuum pump up cup and that's what I have too on the front. And that's what we're using to handle it. Um, basically, that's our that's our carrying handles. Even though we could grab it with the with the grabos or that, um, I just don't want to disturb the rigidity of that system. So just carrying it with an independent cup like that is is pretty. Okay, so the system reasonable. comes with cups. It looks like you have six cups on this panel, right? Six yeah, system. six vacuum cups and then two vacuum or two hand independent, cups. Independent, independent cups. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about a, um, 60, 61 inch by, um, what did you say, six and a half feet tall? Yeah, that one's about six and a half foot tall. So, uh, you're talking about 70 by 60, you know, panel. Did I get that right? So, you've got, I mean, with, with already like two huge cuts in this thing, um, I mean, that's why, you know, you've really got to, when we showed what Adam got done and, and I think we'll try to show another picture, but that's yeah. why you've really got to move slow and meticulous with this stuff. Yeah. And this, you know, it is, it is really fragile, but the thing is, and that's, that's knowing 
what the tolerances are with the materials and, and then what we have to do just by, you know, handling this stuff. And even when we fabricate it, we still have to have round corners and all those cuts. Now the miters is, you know, a touchy subject for, for some things because there really isn't a proper way to do miters with this stuff yet. It's, it's still a learning curve. Um, you know, some people want to say metal, some people say this, that, so this will be a quirk miter and it'll be filled in with a flexible epoxy, um, which we'll go into that. Maybe I'll, I'll post some pictures when we're done with it, but it's, it's basically the Roberto Colnetti method. Um, and it'll, uh, it just, it hides that joint. But so what we're doing here is, is cause of how we can use the system, um, it's so rigid. I'm able to pick the panel up just right there in the middle mm -hmm. and there's no flex. So, and that's, and that's one of the things with this system that we set the bars at an eighth inch below the panel to give us our expansion at the bottom. So we were able to, uh, once we were able to finagle it and get it into the shower after we mudded it, um, it was just, it would just sit right in place. Nice. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to stop that one. Cause we saw, we saw that video. I'll try to find this other picture that you shared with us. So this, this obviously, you know, six mil, very thin, um, porcelain. Are what you mentioned, Robert Colinetti, he had, he had some training. I know he was coming through the United States. He came close to me, um, but I, I wasn't able to make it. Um, but you chose to go to his training and that's kind of where you learn the system that you're using for miters. Well, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I conducted part of the training there. Um, we did a shower system installation just to show that. And then the installation at thin panel we used, uh, on that one, we used some Ardex material, some, uh, Bosti set, and then, um, some ladder crate on that, on that demo. Um, so we did that alongside of what he was doing, but we were able to watch and, and learn it. And, uh, the fabricator shop where that was is the same one that I'm doing this work for here. Um, so he actually supplies the epoxies. So I've, I've done a, I've done a little bit more training than the average person learning and working side by side with them. Mm -hmm. So we've, we've been able to pick it up. We've been fortunate on that side of it. Mm -hmm. So it's almost, almost free training for us and, and just kind of learning that way. And it's been, it's been a big learning curve and now I'm able to help other tile guys with fabricators and talk to them and, and figure out how they can work out that relationship. Cause I think it's, it's one of the biggest parts of what this trade is becoming is, is that partnership because it's, I'm getting paid, you know, pretty good, not, not a full $45 a foot, but I have no, nothing tied to these panels. Okay. They're paying for the materials they are paying for everything. And if I break a panel, they just cut another one, bring one out to me. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any replacement costs. So I'm able to do it a little bit cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that relationship. And you have to negotiate that. That's part of that negotiating that you, that you have to do. But um, now if I want to, and one of the things that I want to do is I want to buy my own laser so I can start shooting my own jobs and virtually have him cut them for me or another fabricator. Once I, you know, if I ever find one in Kansas City that I feel confident using um, to do it, um, I would. But, like, I can send them a file, fix it in CAD, or let them fix it in CAD, and then they cut it, and I just drive three hours, pick up my material, and go back home. And it's all done, and I make minor adjustments, and it's, it saves me a bunch of time. So that's, that's going to be something we're going to try out in my own house. We just bought a new house, so we're going to do a lot of thin panel in it. So we're gonna see how that works. So you're gonna yeah, no. you're talking about a late um a layout laser. 
um, yeah, a, te- would, a template yeah, laser. A template, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And they're, and they're, I mean, those, you can pick up a used TD, 2D one, which most guys would want a 3D one for, you know, seven grand. Um, but then you can also probably find them for, you know, a used 3D one for about 15 to 17. Mm-hmm. So there's, but, you know, I'm, I buy all my equipment used. So it's, it's one of those things, if it comes with a factory like warranty, you know, and I can buy it used, I, I'd rather just get it used. And it's, it's, you save money with the same warranty. So it's, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy, buy wisely for sure. For sure. Yeah. Chris yeah. Conley asks, are, are you guys, is, is Mike Shima still here? I don't know. Are you guys planning another training anytime soon? I hope so. Um, not, not there. Um, there's some other things that are in the works that, that will come about, um, maybe later this year. Um, I'm working on some stuff with, a with another partner. Um, and we'll see what that, what that brings up. And, you know, it it might be an invite only training. It's, it's, it's preferred contractor type thing. So we'll, we'll see what it's going to be. It's, there's a lot of details still to work out on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, keep your eyes out for it guys. And I I would say, yeah, if if you guys are still interested, Mike, good to see you. Mike's still here. All right. Um, And and we're going to start wrapping this up. So if anybody has any more questions, uh, feel free to shout them out and Adam, let me know. Did we, I'm, I'm looking over my list. We talked about relationships, handling tools, crew, water jet and training. Did we yeah. Miss? I mean, we covered everything and, you know, if you want to go over like that job that I shared on the tile money page, um, I can kind of go over a little bit of, of my pricing with that and what I kind of, um, why it's going to be such a good project if we're successful with it. I mean, cause I'll potentially after paying my help and everything, I'll potentially make, you know, $21,000 in a week and a half. And that's profit. Yeah. So it's, there's, there's a lot there, but I've, I've made, you know, I'm making $6,000 on material and then the, the work alone, we're at 55 and $65 a square foot. And I'm only charging actual square footage for installation. I'm not charging, you know, for handling all the panels and a lot of people, that's, that's one of those fights that I have with a lot of people, you know, it's, it's like, the tile guy that leaves a box of 12 by 24s in the basement, is he charging for that whole box for installing it and just throwing it in the basement? You know, it's one of those things. It's, it's kind of a morale th- or a more, uh, morals thing sure. um, that, that, you know, I'm only charging when I'm installing, even though I'm going to handle the whole panel, you know, it's, it's a count. It's just one of those things. It makes it, makes it right, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Very but, cool. And Mike says he is going to plan on other, other workshops. So very cool. Yeah. Did you well, want me to pull have, up that job in, in tile money? Uh, which or, one? Yeah. The one you, you were just to. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to pull it up, I think I posted everything on there, but, but it's one of those things where we're doing it by volume. I, I made really good money on prep and I also bought a shot blaster and uh and a big HEPA vac. So it was one of those things, you know, I found some used equipment again, had 10 hours on it, virtually brand new. Wow. And we, we put, we put 50 some hours on it, but we were charging, you know, a dollar a square foot to shot blast. I paid six thousand dollars for the for the machines, and we shot less at fifty three hundred feet. So, you know, we got another seven thousand foot to do in this building. So wow. that, that machine's paid for, and it's making money because it only costs three cents a square foot to run it. So, I mean, it's it's when you when you figure out cost by square foot, yeah. that's ninety seven cents a square foot. Yeah. You know, before Uncle Sam gets his cut. So, it's it's one of those things that's pretty good money. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. 
for sure. Well, so we're we're trying to do that value add service to where we're doing all prep in house. So we're we're just doing surface prep and then on. Even though in some of the manuals it says it's to be performed by others, but if we become the expert in it, then we can sell it. And then once you have the equipment paid for, it's nothing but money. Yeah. So you know that's that's one of those things, and and we we actually are going to do more prep than just for tile. So it's, it's, it's a lot of value, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what are your, what are your plans? Are you, are you looking to kind of scale this? I know you mentioned earlier, you want to stay small, but I mean, all these plans, all the way your mind works. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those things I can still remain very profitable staying small and, and having the relationships with other setters around the U S to be able to bring them in on, on jobs. Um, and, and pay them well too. you know, we'll, we'll use Malcolm's theory. You know, I want everybody to make a dollar. I'm not here to get rich. Mm-hmm. And he said that, and it really made sense. If, if you can, if you can build a good team and use them at your disposal, you can still remain a small company and keep low overhead and just have that, that force, that army of guys that can come together or gals, um, and come and do it, you know? So when, and that's one of the things I'm going to invite some people when I do my personal house, cause we're going to do a lot of porcelain. Um, there's some people that ask, you know, I'd love to do a job. Well, the next one that I'll have a whole bunch of extra material on is my own personal house. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be an opportunity for some people to get some real hands-on job, you know, scope, you know, work, not some yeah. work, workshop, you know, everything goes great in a workshop. Yeah, you know, so it's one of those things. Will be real life. So when well, you always gotta go ahead. Is that this year or early next year? Yeah, no, no, no. We uh, we close on our house on Monday, and so we'll basically all the guys there, and we'll be demoing. You know, the evening of the twenty fifth, and getting some trade other trades in there. And I think we'll be doing thin panel hopefully by November. Yeah, so real soon. You know, well, I, yeah. Yeah. I want to be in by Christmas. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's one of those things, but making, making the money on these 10 panel jobs has afforded me to be able to say, okay, I can take off two weeks, keep the guys on, pay them. And uh, we've been really fortunate through the whole COVID thing. We uh, I've taken, taken 14 work days off and that was just recently. And we still, still worked a lot of, a lot of Saturdays yeah. and some Sundays. So we, we have not, I have not took my foot off the gas since, wow. since this, like, just let's, let's go. Yeah. So it's, it's been really fortunate. We've been really lucky. Yeah. So. Good for you, man. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm down for joining you in November. I'd like to come do some onsite filming, some, some live streaming. Um, and, and I, I know how to mix grout. Um, I, I've got a paddle mixer in the garage. Um, and Giuseppe <laughs> says he's down traveling Joe. So uh, that would be, that would be killer. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. really hope I can get the invite to that. Uh, one more question and then we're going to wrap this up. I want to let you get on with your evening here. Joseph, yeah. uh, Lambert asks, you know, uh, so let's, let's see what he was saying. It was a panel, I guess, five by two and a half foot. Another installer was saying that he would do it for five bucks a square foot. No, that's, that's, that's not. That's not good. That's sickening. That's, you know, I don't 12 by 24 is I do for 1250 a square foot on floors. So like, like I'm not even the realm with that. Like that guy shouldn't be doing it. There's no money in it. There's, there's no money to be made there because a good thin set, depending on what you're using, you could be a buck a foot by the time you're done with prep. Right. You know, so at five bucks a foot, there's, there's nothing there. 
Yeah. So unfortunately, Joseph, you know, um, I lives in an area that it's just one of those areas. Tylers are, are really doing things very, very cheap. Um, there's no other way to put it. And, um, it's, it, you know, Joseph's a, a per, uh, an installer, a mechanic who can go very quickly. Um, and, and that's how, you know, um, it gets done. Uh, my, you know, my only advice, if, if you find yourself in that situation, like Joseph, um, you know, consider, consider some of these relationships that we're building, you know, consider doing a little bit of traveling, a little bit of, you know, expanding maybe, you know, where, where you're working or, you know, I always preach remodel work. Um, you know, Joseph says he agrees. It's just too cheap. Um, yeah. So, so Shima's in for November. Giuseppe's <laughs> in. I'm in. All yeah. right, Adam. Well, listen, yeah. I really appreciate your time and, and sharing your knowledge. And I'm, I, I, I always look forward to continuing to see your progress. You're doing great stuff, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And it's, you know, and it's, it's, I've grown a lot since your group has started. You know, I, Christian uh, Blanchard invited to me, you know, right off the rip. And it's, you know, I listened to the, the really co- the core stuff at the beginning and it picked on, you know, just gone through and listened to what I wanted. And sure. it's, it's can help me continue to grow. It's helped me on my other side. You know, I can still put the same principles to the other flooring aspects of my job because all those sides of the flooring require the same amount of prep tile does. Mm. You just got to, you just got to understand that prep and be able to sell it. You know, and that's, that's one of those things. I think there's, there's a lot of money in prep and once you're there, it's everything else flies, you yeah. know, and then it's easy, it's easy money. And and then you always have a speed bump in the road. You're always going to have a hiccup. You're always going to break something and you're going to have to, you know, replace it. But that's why, um, you account for all that stuff in your bid, you yeah. know, depreciation tools, wear tear, you know, and that's, and that's the, the accounting side of it, you know? So, yeah. yeah. But. That's awesome, man. Well, Adam, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you. appreciate uh, everything you're doing and sharing and looking forward to, you know, hopefully I can come up there and work with you one day. That'd be really cool. But yeah, if not, no, I'd if appreciate not, it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll even pay you a nickel or two. That'd be cool, man. I, I just All need right. two nickels. All right. All right, man. Yeah. Have All a right. good night. All right, man. We'll talk. All right, friends. Well, uh, that was a great interview with Adam. I really appreciate his being willing to uh, share and uh, that's pretty much it for this episode. Look, uh, this is a subject I'm not going to let up on. I, I really think we need to shed more light on the business of GPTP and also, you know, work with some of these companies um, that are training, doing some of these online training like Artex, uh, Decree, you know, uh, Tech. Um, a lot of these companies, the NTCA, you know, they're going to get back into this here in 2021 with the on-site training. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of that stuff has just been, you know, taken off the road, unfortunately. But it's nice we have um, guys like Adam willing to share their knowledge. And before I jump off here, I just want to thank one of my patrons. Uh, you can become a patron if you're in a position to support Tile Money financially. Richard Waite is a patron uh, and he's giving a monthly donation. Thank you, Richard. You're very generous. I appreciate your support and I appreciate all my patrons. I'm going to be thanking one a week. And I and I just, um, it's, it's, it's my pleasure. Um, I'm humbled to be helping so many people with this podcast, with this Facebook group. And um, uh, listen, if, if we missed something, if we didn't talk about it, let me know. Let me know if you have a unique job uh, in the future, like I say, probably in 2021, uh, but maybe sooner. I'm going to be going on some job site visits 
and actually doing some live streaming and some in-depth um, kind of, you know, interviews like this right on the job site. Um, that way we can really get our hands dirty and uh, see what's going on and, and get up close and personal. Um, so, all right, friends. Well, that's it for me. As always, I, uh, I encourage you to stay profitable out there. Know your numbers. Know what you're worth. Know that not everybody can do what you're doing. Uh, if you're a good tile installer, you're, you are valuable. There's so many hacks out there. We see so many failures. So if you're doing things correctly and, and you stand by your work, know that uh, right now, uh, August 18th, 2020, People are still stacking up work out there. Uh, consumers are still spending a lot of money. They're not letting up. Um, you know, they're not letting up. So we should not be lowering our prices right now. Uh, save, save that for another day uh, long into the future, let's hope. But for now, let's keep our prices high. Let's keep, uh, let's keep going uh, with this, friends, and stay profitable. I'll talk to you soon. talking to a few great people. Um, as always, the, the podcast is always out on Tuesdays, a new podcast and a new YouTube. Uh, wherever you watch it or listen to it, subscribe so that you hear that ding. It goes off. And uh, like I said before, if you want to be like Joseph Lambert and uh, support me, you can do that with by becoming a patron over on my Patreon. You can find that at tilemoney.com. All right, Tile friends. Uh, I've enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed talking to Zach and as always, thanks for all the comments. Uh, we've had almost 30 people here the whole time, so I appreciate the support. And um, together, we are changing the industry. All right, stay profitable, Tile friends. Mm-hmm.